The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, hello everyone and welcome to A Blind View for August 25th. I think it's 25th. Yes. Uh... 2023 and I am Bell. I am your facilitator for this call. Uh, this call happens twice a month, the second and fourth Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern and I am so glad you all have joined us here in Zoom and in Clubhouse and on ACB Media 5. So uh, before I get started today, my host is Marianne in here in Zoom. And welcome, Marianne. Thank you so much Thank for um, hosting. You're and welcome. Herbie is doing our streaming on ACB Media 5 and also connecting us to Clubhouse. Appreciate you doing that, Herbie. And um, you all here in Zoom and Clubhouse, thanks for being here. As I said, uh, <clears throat> a blind view, if you have not been here before, is a call where both both folks who have been blind since birth and those who uh, lost, sight, lost sight later in life kind of mingle together and share your view on different topics that uh, are presented each time we do the call. And as I always like to say, a blind view where your view matters. So, you know, just because you may think your view on a topic is maybe an unpopular one um, or maybe it's the popular one and others you know somebody else may not like it your view still matters you know um, and that's kind of what we want to portray in this call um, each time that we do it is let you know that you your voice is heard um, and you can share your views on how uh, different situations pertain to your life. Um, so today I thought we would do a, <clears throat> I've been thinking about learning lately as a blind person, how each of us uh, will learn different act, uh, aspects of technology in particular, assistive technology. Um, you know, if you grew up with no sight, and you know, how did you learn your assistive technology? Um, what methods work for you? Also, you know, um, as someone who lost your sight later in life, what methods did you find that actually help you help you with your technology? even now and has some of those methods changed you know maybe i'm going to give a few examples here um <clears throat> some of these i'm sure you're all familiar with like are you an auditory learner do you um, prefer listening to maybe podcasts or listening to some sort of book that somebody wrote on how to um, use a specific device um, and maybe some of you still have a little bit of sight and maybe you're a visual learner and, you know, you can still see some pictures or you still can watch some videos and that's your preferred way of learning. Um, another one is my, one of my favorites, <laughs> a kinesthetic learner. Are you someone who just likes to dive right in and just do it yourself, kind of figure it out, uh, hands-on experimentation, that sort of thing. Um, and the last one is, um, are you a logical or analytical learner? Do you, are you one of those people who tries to <laughs> find out a connection or the pattern as to how something works? And that way you can understand it. Um, and that, so that's kind of the topic I want to discuss today. And, you know, 
some of those could be a combination. I know for me, I definitely can be an auditory learner. I do love listening to podcasts and listening to uh, books and things like that to learn more about how to use assistive technology. Um, but I'm definitely a kinesthetic learner as well. I like to get in there, press buttons, and watch things blow up. No, <laughs> uh, I, I like to just experiment with things and, and learn that way as well. Um, so, and then if, you know, when you raise your hand to give your view on your ways of learning, also tell us a little bit about, are you, would you, do you think you're more of a social learner or a solitary learner? You know, you, all of these things, whether you're auditory, visual, kinesthetic, all of that, if that's all well and good, but do you prefer to learn different things in a group of people as a social learner, or do you just prefer to figure it out on your own as a, you know, as a, on, as a solitary method of just learning? So with that said, and out of the way, I am going to see if we have any raised hands. Do we? We and do. I, we have all lots. Right. We have Doc. Awesome. Doc, all right. The well, teacher is in the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've really opened up a lot of uh, avenues here. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that uh, needs to be added to the social or by yourself is the one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. learning because an instructor with one person is totally different than a group and or trying to do it all by yourself absolutely um of the bunch i am i i was a visual learner kinesthetic was my second strength probably the logical uh thinking is pretty high auditory was always very low although i enjoy reading and i don't have much choice now yeah so that's um that's a given so very auditory and i've been thinking about something and i'm going to throw this out it's kind of a maybe a serenity prayer with a twist and it's like this lord give me the strength to be independent when I can be independent. Give me the serenity to accept help when I need it. I like and that. Lord, give me the wisdom to tell one from the other. Mm. Because oh, as yeah. people with disabilities, you know, we want to be as independent as we possibly can, but we must learn to accept help when we need it. And for most people, that's much more difficult than learning skills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very hard for some people to accept help. They love to give it. <laughs> yeah. But they don't want to receive it. So I just, that just sort of popped into my mind a little while ago. And I thought, well, I'm going to share that. I'm glad you uh, did, and I wish you would email me that because I would love to. Oh, that those are very good words of wisdom there. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the learning, uh, you know, being a sighted person. Well, I've been legally blind since 1970. But I don't really count that because I was still riding motorcycles and driving and doing all sure. this stuff. I was still a visual person because I was legally blind, not on acuity, but on field of vision. Mm -hmm. And with just being under 20 degrees, I felt like I could still see the world because I had adapted, you know, to scanning and you know the skills necessary to 
get me by. Right. It it uh, when I became a learner, I I really I have to do things. So that's where the kinesthetics comes in. It's a hands-on sort of thing, but I need instructions also. So tell me what to do and let me do it. Mm-hmm. I I find so often people do things, uh, and they're doing it, and that doesn't help me at all. Exactly. Yes. And so that's kind of an impediment, and it it's uh, something you have to work for. And this is where you have to you know, be an advocate for yourself and speak up and say, hey, let me do that. You know, you doing it doesn't help at all. One of the other things that I find, and it's very prevalent on webinars, people know their skills so well that they just go through it rapidly because it's a piece of cake for them. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, whoa, yeah, you know, yeah. back up. Well, you know, they they forget what it was like when you first learn. You know, it's like you got to crawl, bef- you know, before you walk, and you walk before you run. Right. Absolutely. So well, Doc, you shared a, a lot of valuable things there, and I I appreciate that. Gives us a lot to think about here. So, Good. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. We have Lucy is next. All right, Lucy. All right, I'll try to be brief, but I want to talk a little bit about learning in general. I went to a school for the blind and everything was handed to us in Braille. So that's how I started to learn was to just read everything in Braille. I use talking books, audio books very, very sparingly until I was in college. And then I was forced to to learn by listening auditorily and I hated it. I hated it. And you know, now I can learn that way. I still my braille is still the best. You know, even if I have to look at a uh manual, um I find some way to convert it into a Braille file <laughs> and uh, do it that way. Podcasts are great. Um, I know like when I started using the P4, which is the thing that we use to connect Clubhouse and Zoom, for those of you that don't know, Tim Cummings did a great podcast oh, on yeah. that. And I learned so much from that. Um I'm not much of a social learner these days. I like solitary learning and I like kinest what did you call that? Kinesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. I I, I push buttons until I yes. start to, <laughs> you know, breaking things and blowing things up and going, help, help. <laughs> but but I do love to learn that way. Um it's it sticks with me when I do that. Yes. You know, if I if I learn if someone tells me five minutes later, I've forgotten what they said. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I do use a combination of a lot of those things, but um, man, yeah, it's getting harder to, you know, harder to do when you get older. I'm serious. I don't like to say that, but yeah, um, I I, used to be able to, you know, catch on to things a lot, a lot faster than I do these days. And maybe it's just my fault. But I try, you know, I try to keep my my brain active, but I don't know, you know, but um, I love to learn. I love it. And uh, playing with those Legos simulates your brain, you know. You know, it did. (laughs) (laughs) It really, well, it it relieved stress, if nothing else, because I was getting a bit anxious there without power (laughs) and internet and phone and yikes. Yeah, don't like it. But anyway, this is a great topic, and I'm sure all of us could talk for hours on it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, I was just talking with someone today um, about how, you know, one we start we learn one way for so many years, and then all of a sudden, yeah. the older we get, we start realizing we're using we don't have the patience to learn that way anymore. So we do something else. So yeah, well, yeah, yeah. All right, thanks, Bell. All right. <laughs> thanks, Lucy. Our next person. 
Great. Our next person is Starry. Hi, Starry. Hi, Belle. So I am an all-around learner as well, but for me, the key step is that I have to do it. Like, no matter how I learn, I have to actually physically perform the thing that I am trying to learn. Mm -hmm. and, and so I can listen to somebody tell me how to do it as long as I'm doing it as they're telling me. I can read about how to do the thing and then I can do it right after I learn, like right after I read about it. I can watch some video if I can actually see the video, which usually I can't. Uh, I'll watch whatever they're doing. And I, if I have to do it right after I watch it or it won't make a difference, I'll just have to watch the video again. But the key aspect is I have to do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not the type of person who likes to push buttons and watch things blow up. <laughs> that actually frightens me half to death, if not all the way to death. And so I have to go read or watch or be told about how to do a thing if I actually want to learn it. Because I want to learn how to do it the way that works or some way that works if there's more than one way so that I, I can do it one of those ways or more than those more than one of those ways that work so I don't blow things up because that's how it works for me yeah and, um, so let, let me ask you a question because you just brought up something um like you said there are multiple ways of doing things so are you one of those people that you will find the one way that works best for you that time and then once you're comfortable, do you later on go and find one of the other ways of doing it? Nope. If I found stick a way with the that one way, me, I'll stick with that until it doesn't work anymore. Because if it's not broken, don't fix it. All right. Yep. See, I, I, I hear different answers on that. So I was just curious. Awesome. Well, um, for visual learning, it's a little different now that I'm not as sighted as I used to be. Um, so everything that I do visually in terms of learning, I do in my head. So it has to make sense. Uh, so if I'm being told something or I'm reading something or I'm watching something, I if and I can't do the thing that I'm learning right at that moment, I'll see it in my head, like what it looks like, colors, smells, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's how I do my visual. But I have a question about learning in general when it comes to language learning, because I was not born blind. I'm curious as to how people who were born blind or um, severely sight impaired learned language, because what I've come to find with a lot of language learning programs is that they do not focus on pronunciation first, and they just go into these pictures that have labels on them. And it's like, well, what if you can't see these pictures? Because I had that right. trouble in university. I couldn't see the pictures with the labels to learn French. So I'm like, well, how do people who cannot see learn language? So that's what I was thinking. So, just, you yeah. know, that's actually a good topic because uh, that we could bring up at some point, um, yeah. I think, because then uh, those who lost sight later in life could also um, give some pointers to maybe people who still struggle with that. So thank oh, you. I'm going to write that down. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Sorry for being here. We have Pam. Hi, Pam. Hello. Hello. Oh, great topic. Um, I use a combination of things. Um, and I must tell you, I too am getting into those senior years where things just don't click quite as fast as they <laughs> used to. And it, I get frustrated sometimes. But um, to give you an example, when I first got my, well, when I got my first computer, and that was late in life, uh, I was almost 60 years old before I ever used a computer. And I had no clue. I mean, I walked into the Apple store and I, for a second I thought, what in the you know, what am I doing in here? And so there was a young man who worked at our local Apple store who just happened to be blind. 
And he was an amazing source of help uh, for me to start learning how to use a computer. I don't know where he is now. I've kind of lost track of him, but I'd love to know where he is now. Uh, but by the time I got my first iPhone, which was a couple of years after the computer, I knew that I wanted to get an iPhone and I knew it was going to happen sooner or later. I just didn't know how soon. So I purchased a book that uh, is a was a tutorial on how to use the iPhone. And I studied that book. And about six months later, it became very obvious that I was going to have to get a new phone. And so when I purchased my first iPhone, I had some idea how to use it because I had studied that book. And that mm -hmm. often works well with me. If I have a have a book, I have it all written down. Um, I can learn from podcasts um, as long as it's well, and usually podcasts, no matter what uh, mm, pod catcher yeah. you're using, yeah. usually you can rewind and or fast yeah. forward. And as long as I can do that, if I need to go back and revisit something that I thought I understood 10 minutes ago, but eh, you need to go back and revisit that. Right. I'll do it that way. I don't so consider you just brought my... up something, though. Um, uh -huh. You brought up something that and one of the other learning methods that I didn't mention uh, mm -hmm. reading and writing. You said you were reading that book, uh, the book you yes. purchased. And so that yes. is definitely one of the other learning methods. So absolutely. And, and I will do <clears throat> a little bit of the kinesthetic, but I guess it's because I'm older and uh, I hope a little wiser than I was at 18, 15, whatever. If I think there's a risk of it blowing something up, I will not do it. <laughs> but if it's something that I think, oh, let's just let's see where this this unlabeled button takes me. Right. And then hope I don't blow whatever it is up. Yeah. Now there you go. Uh, and, and I do. We have some other hands as well, yeah. but okay. I'm gotcha. I'm glad you brought up the reading and writing though, because that was that is definitely a, you know a lot of people will probably even take notes. Um, as I think Starry might have mentioned that yeah. you know. So uh -huh. yeah, reading and writing is definitely another learning method um, mm -hmm. to give people something to think about. So. Appreciate your and I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of group learning. I do oh, better one-on-one yeah. -on -one or solitaire. Solitary. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. Thanks, Pam. I'm glad Thanks. Doc brought that up about the one-on-one. -on -one. That's very important. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, the audio. Hey, we have Carla. Right. Hey, hey, Carla. Here's the teacher. This is a great topic. <laughs> yeah, it's a great topic for back yeah. to school. I just had my first day with my students at school yesterday. So, and um, if you ever decide to you, do foreign language as a topic, I, you know, if you want somebody to help you, absolutely. Teacher, I thought about you. <laughs> you know, I read and write six different languages. You know, been working as a teacher and translator all my life, and I've been blind since birth. There so, you go. um. Um, but that's another topic for another day. Um, I would say that I am surprisingly, even though I've been totally blind since birth, there's part of me that's a visual learner because, and, and that goes into the reading and writing. If you write it down, like if I, uh, this is probably why I'm better at languages than um, maybe at technology or at science and math is that um, if I write down a vocabulary list or something, or I write down how to do something, and I remember how it looks visually in my own way, because I'm totally blind, I think in Braille and everything, 
um, I can I can do better with it. I can listen to something, but if I'm taking notes and write those notes down, I can I can do it better. And so if I'm really learning something, I would rather read the Braille than listen. And there's an interesting little proverb, and it goes like this: Tell me and I forget. Show me and I remember. Involve me. Oh no, it's wait. Tell me and I forget. Um, um, show me and I understand. Involve me and I remember. It's something like that. Um, so, um, so if I can do, if I can listen to something, it's sort of a combination. If I can listen to something, and then if I can, you know, um, write it down or read it. And then I would say the logical is not always the easiest part for me, unless it's a language <laughs> or something. But um, and as far as the kinesthetic, I've got to do it eventually, but it's scary. I yeah. just want to tell you folks that every device, every piece of software has an implode button. <laughs> and I will find it. So the first thing I ask somebody is when I get something new, learn something new, where is the implode button? Tell me now, because if you don't tell me, I'm going to find it and it's not going to be a pretty sight. So please tell me. I want to be your assistive technology teacher because okay. I can teach you that if you stay within certain boundaries, there are no explosive buttons. <laughs> so. that's, that's really good to know. That's really good to know. But as a teacher, I have to teach towards all the learning styles. And when you're teaching and learning languages, you have to do all the different styles because to, to be able to function in a language, you have to have those five competencies, listening, speaking, reading, writing, and comprehension. Whatever you're learning, it's it's got to be within the bounds. And one reason that I've had trouble and don't have an iPhone is I'm not kinesthetic as far as learning those silly gestures. I got myself an iPod Touch, and I promised myself if I mastered that, I'd get a phone. And though I had several apps on it and everything, I you know if I ever had to make a call, somebody was holding a gun to my head and say, "You've got to make a call using this thing." I'd be dead. So <laughs> I'm grateful for my blind shell and I love it. There you go. Different strokes for different folks. And I'm going to. That's exactly somebody it. Else can, so somebody else can um, speak. But that's my, those are my thoughts. Great topic. Thank you so much, Carl. I appreciate your thoughts as well. We have Judy. And, uh, well, you know, let me pause for a second if that's okay. Herbie, do we have anybody in Clubhouse? I'm assuming not. He didn't raise his hands. So. No, he didn't. And just okay. wanted to double check it. Didn't yeah. Ignore them. Okay. We have Judy's iPad. Judy. <laughs> Hi Judy's. there, Judy. The or is it the low. iPad I'm talking to? It's all of us. It's both of us. <laughs> it's all of us. It's, it's all of us. Anyway. Um, yeah. So my first introduction to assistive technology, I think back then it was like adaptive technology we were calling it. I was in my 40s and I was learning computer skills with JAWS. And um, I'd never, I hadn't used a computer in that way when I was sighted. Um, it was sort of a classroom situation with other people, but I basically got one-on-one -on -one instruction, which I liked because I could ask questions and I could go at my own pace. Um, mm -hmm. Same thing when I got my first iPhone, I took a class. I, I came to realize afterward the instructor was not all that great. And I learned much more on my own um, just him showing me some basics. Um, I agree with what a lot of people have said, like, you know, Lucy, as you get older, I find it's it's more difficult to learn stuff and retain stuff. Um, I learn better by doing it, but I also learn much better, I find, by actually reading it. So I'll read stuff on my computer or on my phone. For example, when um, iOS 17 gets released, I'm going to read all about it. I might listen to a podcast. I'll certainly listen to community calls, but I find that I will read and retain it better, uh, that I, I can learn to retain it better if I can read it and then I can just go back over it. Um, as far as like the blowing stuff up, yeah, you know, I'm not, I know that can't be done. I think that as I've gotten older, I've gotten, uh, my patience has waned for stuff. Mm -hmm. So I want to, I want to, I want to get it done. You know, exactly. Yeah. I, I wanted like, you know, cause like when I, when I contacted you the other day, I, I know <laughs> I can poke around and find the answers, but like, 
I, and it's not that I don't have the time. I don't have the patience anymore. I just yeah. want to get it done. So, um, so it's just basically a combination of a lot of things. And I just want to mention really quickly, one thing that doc said about teaching, um, he mentioned webinars, but just basically in the community or really in any teaching situation, because I have uh, volunteered for many years teaching assistive technology. You have to be at the level of the person exactly. that is the lowest yes. common denominator. Yes. And that's what I had always sought to do was I was in your space However many mm-hmm. years ago, I remember how it is, and that's how we're going to do it, and not go, you can do blah, 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 and go all through that. No, you have to talk to the person that is at the lowest level and make sure that you are reaching everybody, including yes. that person that doesn't know anything about what you're talking about. Right. Yes, that's that has been my experience with teaching, working with clients. Um, I learned that really quickly, you know, early on that you know, someone would tell me really quick, whoa, you're going too fast. And right. they only had to tell me one time and that was mm-hmm. it. And I knew from then any client, I would treat them the same, you know, where, what level are you on? That's where we're going to be. Right. Yeah. Cause the, the worst thing that somebody could say, could say to somebody is, well, you just do something. Well, maybe you just but maybe I don't just, it's not that easy right. for somebody yeah. else. So yeah, always have to keep that in mind. Great topic, Belle. Thanks. Thanks for letting Thank me share. Thank you so much. Appreciate your thoughts. We have Lynn Corwell. Oh, the doctor is in the house. Come on and yeah. tell us your thoughts. Well, um, <laughs> I was told I was also a visual learner, uh, Carla, I, I am too. And partly it is that I prefer to read stuff in Braille than any other way. I mean, I was a blind from birth child. So, yeah, Braille is my place. I hate manuals. Just let me say that right at first. I hate manuals. I don't like to read them. I don't understand them. I I hate them. You know, when I had when the Braille note, I would look for the thing that I wanted, and that was it. I just couldn't I couldn't stand reading through a whole manual or even, and I have, I just got the Braille since 6 in July. I don't even know how to deal with it yet. And, and it's it, like, you know, because I had my Braille note, for six and a half years, now they're not, human wear is not supporting their machines. So after 20 years, I switched to, to hymns. And I'm saying, how am I going to learn this machine? I've had a couple <laughs> of people um, say that they would help me. But, you know, and I need help with this machine because it's so different. And I said, how am I going to do that? I'm 71 now. I can't learn things as well as I did. Um, yeah. You know, so it's really tough. I think that, um, and I am a little kinesthetic too. You know, I have to try things. uh like my son bought me a, um, a a jar for sprouting. And I said, listen, I don't want to put too much water in it, too little water. You got to tell me how to do this because I don't know how to do it. And I don't want him to do it. I want him to tell me how to do it. So it's that kind of stuff that, that I agree with a lot of the people that say I have to do it, you know, while somebody's explaining it to me. Um, I do tend to write stuff down a lot, notes, but I also still have a pretty good memory for things. Although I'm forgetting things uh, a little bit now, but um, not not the essential things. I mean, yeah. But but I do think that, um, like, I forgot Albuquerque the other day. I said, "How can you know?" Which I've been to, and I said, "What's that big city in Mexico?" New Mexico, it's like crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, now I remember. So you know, sometimes people have to remind me of, of certain words that I forget, but. Um, Otherwise, you know, I think that this whole thing about learning styles is very, very important, um, kinesthetic, audio, or visual. And it's not that I can't listen to things or audio, but but I find that I don't retain as much in audio as I do if I listen to something in audio. I have to write things down. I have to write notes down or something like that, or else I won't be able to do it. Although I can be pretty contemporaneous if... I have to make a, a, a have a, a presentation if I have to give a presentation, which I'm going to be doing uh, several in the next couple of months about my, my dissertation. But you know, I do think that um, sometimes I just have to have notes, and it really helps me um, get organized and stuff like that. So I think um, uh, when I was told I was a visual learner, I said really, and and I think I really am because I really don't like listening to things as much as I like reading it in Braille or accessing mm-hmm. stuff in Braille. I can tell how things are spelled, stuff like that. So I need help with the Braille Sense 6, and uh, yeah, yeah, so that's it. So. All right. <laughs> we might have some offers for help. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, I appreciate 
your view on you know this topic and i know that um you know i i just always say that each person's learning style is that's how they cope they that's how they do things and you know what works for you may not work for someone else and vice versa and that's why we have all the different learning styles. So, Lynn, oh, I, I also wanted to say I, I prefer one. I prefer one on one. Also, I don't yeah. like groups either. Ugh, no. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Me too. All right, thanks for being here. Okay, we have Nora and her iPad. <laughs> Hello. Is your <laughs> iPad related to Judy's? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Hi, Nora. Hi. <laughs> Um, I was thinking about when I was in school, I learned things by listening to my teacher in the group and then small group and uh, it wasn't special ed, so it wasn't quite, quite as many students in the class, like maybe six, eighteen or something like that, were mm -hmm. between eight to eighteen anyway, and I learned pretty well in, by listening to the teacher and then by Talking and in, uh, in certain things, I used to listen to recordings, and I listen go back and forth when it comes to rewinding on the tape. And then at school, I used to learn to read and write, and I used because I have provision, I'm able to follow along if the pictures are big enough, and mm -hmm. in the print too big enough, and then. Sometimes I like, I like to, like every time uh, in the past, I used one-on-one -on -one learning, and I like that, both one-on-one -on -one and on the small group. So, even though, sometimes I, when it comes to reading manuals, I would just learn how to do something on my own where I have someone help me out with it, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. I can't do it, can't do it by myself, I ask somebody to help me out. Right. There you go. Well, that, that goes back to what Doc was saying earlier. You you ask for help, you know, and some, some people kind of don't know when they should ask for help or they just never do, but good for you right. for asking when you need it. Right. Thank you. Thanks, Nora. You're welcome. We have Marsha. Hi, Marsha. Marsha, you're muted. I'm muted. There she I'm is. Here. There you are, honey. Um, I have just, I'm, I'm new to this. And now lowered. ACB um, daily schedule. I love it. I'm a new widow. So, and, <laughs> and I'm only 70. No, that is old, I know. But I love the person who said, you know, tell me. You know, show me and involve me. That is excellent. I work for the Library for the Blind in uh, Rochester Hills, Michigan. So I work with people and I'm finding it's hard to keep up with the technology. But when I'm learning, I need a combination of things. I, um, I like some of these by Hadley Douglas Walker things because it if I need to listen to that six times with my iPhone in my hand, I can do that. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing like notes, my Braille notes. I'm a Braille reader. So then I take some notes and I can go back to it and pick it up real easy. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what I would do because I had a, um, sighted husband, if I hadn't learned Braille younger, I mean, <clears throat> and if any of you, do, I teach Braille also, and I like the way as in the blind community across the whole United States, it's like we kind of collect each other. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's, it, what, what I always tell if a blind student asks me something, I if I don't know it, I don't pretend to know it. I always say, I always say to them, you know, I don't know how to do that, but I'm sure I can find a blind person who exactly can, yeah can tell me how to do that. And 
there's such a variety on this group tonight. So as I've gotten older, not only don't I see, I'm losing hearing. So I have hearing aids. And, I'm, and I heard you talk about foreign languages. And I would love Spanish. And I took French as a kid when I could hear well in high school. But I, I've listened to NLS, some of their Spanish stuff. But I need it like the word C. I need someone to say, this is how it's spelled. And this is how you say it. Mm-hmm. And I asked Alexa how to say thank you in Spanish. And it was gracias. But the way she pronounced it so quickly, it was hard for me to pick it up. Sure. Yeah. So uh, um, I would love to take a foreign language, but I I almost need it to listen to it. Someone spell it to me (laughs) to learn how to pronounce it. And once I get it, you know, I got it. So, but. I want to ask you one other question. It's a little off topic. What is Clubhouse? Uh, Clubhouse is another social platform where we actually hold some of our calls there as well. Um, Right now, certain uh, broadcasters in our community, mostly streamers, are they connect Clubhouse to via Zoom with certain technologies or apps that we have on our computer um, so that people in Clubhouse get the same benefit of hearing the call in, you know, that those in Zoom have. So yeah, it's, it's another social platform that you can download the Clubhouse app onto your iPhone. So you don't use it on the computer, you use it on your iPhone? Um, most people use it on their iPhone or their Android or whatever, uh, but there is a um, Windows version and Mac version of a third-party application that's used um, called Club Deck. But that's something that, you know, it's a different topic for another I time. But but I just wanted to let you know what it was. So, yeah. I, I, that, I so when you that. hear that, that's what we're doing. We're piping in a clubhouse so that they can hear what we are doing in zoom. All right. I, yeah, I'm a zoomers, but, but thank you. And thank you for this platform. And I I really do appreciate meeting all different. And we're glad you're here. I know you said you're fairly new to the community. So uh, thanks for being here. And I hope you get to come to more calls. Thank you. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. I see you there, but I'm going to call on Sandra because she hasn't spoken yet. Um, Hi, Sandra. Sandra. Hi, this is a good conversation. It makes me think a lot. Um, (laughs) I I can, I'm going to start by saying I can relate to Lucy um, a lot. I think I'm around Lucy's age, but when I, I went to public, I was always blind. I started off at public school, elementary school. I switched in junior high and high school to the school for the blind and and we got a whole bunch of stuff in Braille. It was hard when I went to college because for that, like Lucy was the first time I had so much stuff that was audio. And in those days we had these big reel to reel, like seven inch reel tapes from recording for the blind and you had to listen to those and the tapes got twisted and you were trying to untwist them and not listen to them backwards and all sorts of problems. But um, I still do not do real well as an audio learner. Mm -hmm. If I'm I'm really doing something like if I was doing it for, for work, say, or school, I would write it down. When I went to college, I would I would listen to a book and every now and then I would stop it and I would use my Perkins Braille and I'd write down notes and I'd go back and forth. And then like a day or so before a test, I'd lie in bed with a with a book open on top of me and I'd study, read the notes over and over again. Um, I also learn better if I can do something, if somebody's like showing me something. Mm-hmm. Not just that they're saying this and this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. 
And I do better if I can write stuff down. I, I haven't had a lot of computer lessons through anybody. I did a lot on my own. And I, um, at one point, had somebody from the Mass Commission for the Blind was helping me. And he's given me, like, seemed like 1,500 JAWS commands with this and this <laughs> and this and this and that. And I'm saying, well, can I? Can I make notes somehow? Can I write? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want you to do anything with notes. I just want you to know that there's this and there's this and there's that and there's that. Like, what's the purpose um, of all these commands, you know, if you're not connecting them well, to what you're doing? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he, he would tell me what each command was for, but it just, I I wanted some way to retain it better for mm-hmm. me. Right. Than just like this, trying to remember all this stuff. Yes. Um. But when I was like in my 40s and I had a job, I used a um, I used a, a brailler at work, and I used a, uh, probably my my first my braille and speak um, by which was probably nobody even knows what that is anymore. I had one. But, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bla- Blazing, Blazy Engineering. I thought that was such a, a wonder to have that, and. Uh, and then somebody told me that her friend was selling something called Arctic Vision, which was speech. You would, you would attach it to a computer. Mm-hmm. So the place I worked for, they got me this old computer from another office nobody was using. I got this Arctic Vision, dabbled with that. And then I bought a book from National Braille Press in Braille. And I learned it was word perfect. And I learned how to do mail merge in WordPerfect, which worked real well. I read all the way through it, and I was coordinating a bunch of volunteers. So I'd, I'd make up these, these letters, and you know, one would say "dear Lid," and another one would say "dear blah blah blah." So they were more personalized. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody, and I got annoyed because by the time I was learning that, everybody was, well, some people were telling me your word perfect is dead. You need to learn Windows. And I was so shook up because one day the old computer didn't work. And so somebody gave me a Windows-based machine and I, if it, I was really frightened in the beginning because that was so different. Um, so I do learn, I learn by reading, I learn by sometimes, you know, having to write stuff down and read it later, mm-hmm. uh, read it over and over. I use Braille a lot. Um, I don't seem to use my, I have like two Perkins Braillers that neither one of them work perfectly. And I don't use them much. I tend to write a bunch of stuff down, like, a, you know, a note taker in Braille type of thing. Um, and I noticed that's that's been a theme on this call. Like several, I've heard a few people say that they write a lot of things down. And I honestly, I I, I don't want to say I'm surprised. I'm not surprised, but I'm it, even just on this call, like wow, you know. And because I'm a person, I will write things down too. But just don't ask me where I put it later. I don't know. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> then there's well, another the, problem. I got to start all over. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, well, the only trouble with it, uh, doing it electronically is that occasionally, if something happens and I have to send the machine back, and I'm, you know, it's so broken down that I'm not able to make like backup copies, then I've I've lost stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but I would be like you if I had little like scraps of paper. A lot of times, if I do braille, some little note thing or phone number. I, I get these these solicitations in the mail where they they will send you a few greeting cards and they'll send you some little notepads uh, with you know regular thin paper on them and they're they're wanting donations and I save the cards and I save the paper and I put like two or three pieces of note paper together in braille and I can write myself some notes on sure. whatever. Yep. Um, All right. Awesome. So that's basically. I appreciate you being here and sharing your views on how learning works for you. Okay. Thanks, Bill. We have Marcy. Bill, what an excellent topic. This is awesome. I 
as a co-instructor for Jaws for Beginners for Computers for the Blind, do the best to do the Carla motto. I really like it. We tell them by putting mm -hmm. documents together and then putting audio recordings together that they have benefit of. We show them by doing the commands that we're teaching for each module, by um, showing them what the screen reader says when we do those, those commands. And then we involve them by giving them homework to do before the next classes. So the group learning is going really well for us right now, but I've also taught people individually and that goes really well when they adapt the learning to their style. So they take notes if they need to take notes, they um, re repeat, you know, do things over and over if they need to repeat them over and over, but this is an awesome topic. Thank you. I, um, I, I heard a discussion not too long ago where people were sharing how they learned certain technologies and various things. Um, and, you know, each person was saying they learned in a different way. And they were also discussing how some people will frown upon the way that you learn something. And, well, I don't do it this way. Or I don't do it that way. And that got me to thinking, you know, how do people learn, you know, especially with their technology? So that's kind of where this topic came from. Yeah, I love it because telling them, I mean, you can tell them, but you can tell them in a document format and then you tell them in audio so that they can hear exactly what's going to happen. And then you, you, you show them by letting them be at labs or reviews where you're actually performing those commands so they can hear the screen reader and hear exactly what's going on. And then you involve them by saying, okay, so here are the exercises, do this homework. So you can show me that you've mastered these tasks. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think, I think, I think Carla's motto is awesome. I mean, I wrote it down. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I am all on board with that too. Yeah. And anytime, any, whenever you guys do that language topic, I'm there. Cause that's awesome. Does she speak six languages and was born blind? Wow. <laughs> awesome. we, I'm going to have to bring Carla back. I think. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, I can so. do Spanish because my grandparents said, if you, if you want to talk to us, you're going to learn Spanish. So I can definitely speak Spanish, but, and that made French really awesome. easy to learn in high school. But yeah, I mean, six languages. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Marcy. Thank You're you for having minutes. this topic. Great call. Okay. Nine minutes of right. Bill. Thanks, Marianne. You're welcome. We have Deanna. Hi there, Deanna. Hey, Bill. Um, I don't learn technology easily, so I have to get my motor involved. Um, motor learning is what I do with computer stuff. I have to do it over and over again. Till I get it. And I do like hard copy braille notation, um, you know, command lists, that kind of stuff. Um, if I can get it electronically, I'll run it through my embosser and braille it out and file it in a notebook, label the notebook so I can put my hand on it again next time I need to know how to do something in Zoom or, or in Word or JAWS commands, you know, I have different notebooks that I keep stuff in. And um, because if I don't do it often enough, I won't remember the command structure. Mm -hmm. So I have to do a little bit of everything. I can listen to it, but I find after a while, my, my brain just wanders off and does something else. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I can't concentrate on somebody droning a bunch yeah. of instructions. I just don't learn that way. And so I think I, that the key yeah. is figuring out how you learn. And I'm a visual learner, so I, I learn better if I've got hard copy Braille to look at. And then I'll eventually keep it in my head if I've done it long enough. Yep. And that that's what I was going to say. Repetition is key is to whatever your learning style is, continue learning that way and do it over and over. That's, you know, some mm -hmm. some people will say, well, I'm an auditory learner, but then they only listen to something one or two times and say, well, I can't figure it out. Well, 
you got to do it more than once or twice, you know, so you, you're yeah. right. You just got to keep practicing. So Well, I can learn some things like language by listening because I have a good ear, sure. but um, that doesn't tell you the grammar and the, the, um, the way the words are spelled and stuff. So you kind of need both. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Thank Deanna. Mm-hmm. We have area code 518, last three digits 517. That is Mary Beth. Yes, you're right. Hello. Hi there. Um, I think, hi, how are you? I think hi. I'm a survivalist learner. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of like Deanna in terms of the whole visual learner thing. I do better when I have something in Braille. But I'm also, a, like I said, a survivalist learner. I'm, and the reason I, I really know that is because when I was, when I was working and had a lot of pressure to learn stuff, I would learn it very quickly. Um, and now that I am retired and my survival does not depend on that or my job, whatever, evaluation, <laughs> I'm not as fast. I, I'm, I'm a visual learner, um, but I always like to have that, that edge. You know, I can learn auditorily if I need to. But but for me, and not just in learning either, it it I need that I need that little edge, you know. To yeah, this is you know I need I need to know you have to do this within the next half hour, or there are going to be consequences if you don't learn this by tomorrow <laughs> morning, you know, or something. I need the the threat motive. You know, I want to be your I want to be your teacher. Me, I'm not just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one time I was learning a software program that's kind of like JAWS, but um, it, it's called uh, Virgo, the, the uh, precursor of Cobra. It's a German software, and I needed it because it was the only software that did something I I needed for my work. And the person who was 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 teaching me at one point, he said, "You just learn what you need to do." for your work. He's kept trying to teach me all this side stuff. You're not interested in anything else. I go, you're right. I'm not. <laughs> Just teach me that stuff. <laughs> Survive in advance, as they say. <laughs> That's right. A survivalist right. learner. That's yeah. me. Thanks. Thanks for being here, Mary Beth. Okay. Well, let's go back to Starry. Thanks for having this call. All right. Hey, I just wanted to say real quick that um, I do collaborative learning that's the way I prefer it um, more like not sitting in a group classroom where everybody's looking at a teacher learning but helping each other interacting mm -hmm. uh, learning the same thing that's how I prefer to learn but since I don't have that I just gotta learn on my own and practice practice repetition I just that's it that's work. absolutely right it's 57 Bill I apologize all right Okay, do we have, we'll, we'll take one more real quick. Yeah, Doc. All right, Doc, what you got for us? Okay, well, I was going to share one of the things that I do when I learn to do something with JAWS is I type out what I call a routine. And whether it's for JAWS or the iPhone or whatever, for example, if you want to routine to make a conference call on an iPhone. Mm -hmm. That's the heading. And mm -hmm. then I do a, you know, a one period and do a tab so that I can get a number list. And right. I take it step by step. And then I save that. And then I, in my, uh, in my documents, I have folders for iPhone, iPad, computer, you know, just goes on and on. And then I store those routines under those headings. There and you go. Because there's some things, you know, like uh, making a group and adding members to a group for group mailing. Mm -hmm. You do that maybe once every year or two years. Right. You forget how. But if you type out the routine and step by step and put it in there. You bring up the Word document and you go back down through it and refresh your mind. 
and you're in business. Absolutely. I must have close to a hundred routines in my. Oh my gosh! I need to get I'm in touch safe. with you. <laughs> <laughs> I I am yeah. an instructor, and I definitely don't know everything. Never will claim to know everything, and nope. we teach things to people that sometimes we don't even you know, use on, use ourselves on a daily basis. So mm -hmm. I have folders and things like that as well. So that is very handy information there. I appreciate that. Well, somebody mentioned they got a list of 1500 JAWS oh, keyboard yeah. commands and that's not all of them. <laughs> no, there's a lot more. Yeah. All right. So thanks. You stop. can't know them all. Great, <laughs> great topic. All right. Take care thank and you. stay well. Bye. You too. All right, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. I appreciate you all with your view on how you learn. This has been really fun and actually a learning experience for me. Um, you know, just hearing how people learn uh, their different styles. Uh, appreciate you sharing. Mary, uh, Marianne, thank you so much for You're hosting. Very welcome, and Herbie for streaming. Appreciate you. And of course, I appreciate all of you here in Zoom, Clubhouse, and on ACV Media 5. We will be back on the uh, second Friday of September. I'm forgetting, blanking on the date. I believe that's the 8th of September. It is. Um, it is. And I will have a different topic or maybe even a panel or guest speaker at that time. So. You all just come back and we'll do this again together then. Remember, a blind view is where your view matters. Uh, we'll see you next time.